Thanks for joining us on our podcast, We Are More Than Menopause. Allie and I have been best friends since we were 14 and have always leaned on each other through our entire life cycles. Throughout our friendship, we relied on advice from authors and books like Judy Bloom. and as we got older, we read The Girlfriend's Guide to Pregnancy. When we raised our daughters, we read Girlology, but we found that during midlife, there was no guide. So we went back to each other and realized we had to be the guides. And then we thought, hmm, what do other people do that don't have a girlfriend to chat with? So here we are, your girlfriends guiding you through, sharing what we've learned, our trials, our tribulations, the nitty gritty, not so pretty parts, and all the ways we can embrace this stage of our life. Because ladies, we are more than menopause. Welcome. Hi, Allie. Hi, Pam. Welcome to We Are More Than Menopause, our podcast. Today, we have a very exciting guest with us in our um, studio. (laughs) Her name is Lare Altsnow, and she is the author of a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's called Destined for Wealth, Master the Art of Prosperous Life. And she is the CEO and founder of Unshakable Wealth, which is rooted in faith, philanthropy, health, wealth, and relationships. And she has an incredible, incredible story about her journey. And I just think this is a journey of resilience and strength and empowerment. And so if you would do us the honor and just share a little bit about your journey and who you are and and how you became this extraordinary author and embraced your true self, your power. Well, Pam, Ali, thank you so much for having me here. I really, really appreciate it. And it's so nice to sit down and talk about woman's journey, what we go through and how we can be there as support and empowerment for you, the listeners, so that you can conquer your path, no matter who else is going with you or not going with you, because you have your own journey and your own destiny. I would like to take you into a moment when I was six because it's so impactful and it gives you a little bit of context. So I was standing in the kitchen watching in horror how my stepdad was holding my mom by one foot outside of the window of our fifth floor apartment complex. And he was getting ready to let her go. It was early morning. Um, I just didn't know what was happening. All I knew is that I want to make the situation go away and how I can jump in and make it go away. So I've learned to calm him down. I edge a little bit closer and I start asking him, basically begging him to pull her back inside and not let her go. And wow. he, he looked six at her at the time. Six at the time oh. it was early morning barely awake myself. Um, So I asked him to pull her back and he did. He looked at me and then looked at her and said, you're lucky you have your daughter. And you know, that moment is what really made me realize that life is about choices. It was his choice to let her go or listen to me. And it was my choice to jump in or stay on the sidelines. And that's something that I carried with me throughout life. Every time we're faced with adversity, every time we're faced with happiness, or every time we run towards or away from something, we are 
faced with the choice of what what were what are we actually going to do in this situation and it it taught me to not look at what i see now but the potential and the learning in what i'm going through and it came in handy that situation not only throughout life but the next thing that happened to me which was after all this home that I had with abusive and for those that lived in an abusive either verbal or physical abusive environment I get you I feel you I know what you've gone through and I want to say that that doesn't define you doesn't define who you are doesn't define your destiny it made you who you are today and I know that you can take that as a gift as a message and use it as your superpower to propel your journey and your purpose in life even though it sounds hard it might sounds like it was a disadvantage or it was a bad experience and yes it was a bad experience but it was a stepping stone towards a greater you if we choose our mission you know your mission is if you choose to accept (laughs) right 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 because it is your choice And And by the way, you talk about Mission Impossible. That was like such the quote from Mission Impossible. But Mm -hmm. you came from what many would see as an impossible situation and made it possible. Yes. Yes. And specifically speaking, like with all the situation in the life, my mom had to run away from that. And it so it happened that she did whenever I was 16 and my brother was four. So she actually divorced him a little bit earlier. But she couldn't support us financially. So we were dirt poor. We were. Where were you living? We were, so we were in Moldova, which is that's oh. where it's the poorest country in Europe. And oh. uh, at that time, women were a disadvantage, especially because men are the providers and women more of stay at home. So if you think of US kind of like 60s, 70s type of environment, you take that back to like the 2000s in Moldova. So mm-hmm. similar dynamics. And after she divorced, she didn't have a degree. She didn't have any, at the time she thought, skills to find a job in sure. Moldova, which she really was looking for hard, but she couldn't find anything. So she found a job through my uncle and some friends of hers in Italy. And that is thousands of miles away from Moldova. So at the age of 16, she left my brother who was four and me by ourselves to go to Italy and make a living and send us money to live on. And I remember she was looking through someone to help us take care of us and she couldn't find she was afraid she would bring in another person that would be abusive to us because it's not a parent not a relative and again I was like no mom it's okay you can go I'll take care of this I I don't know how or what or it's just I was just very confident I'll like I like I'll handle it go peacefully and of course she didn't go peacefully of course she went and cried herself to sleep many nights Mm -hmm. in, in Italy but I was dealing with raising a child at 16 on my own and learning how to budget. And she would send about 300 euros every three months, which is $133. Of course it wasn't enough. I mean, our bills, like our light and our 
heat and everything else was we were overdoing everything. Like they would come and knock at the door and cut our bills. And I would hide behind with my brother and be like, pretend that nobody's here. Don't move. Don't talk. Like pretend that nobody's at home. And it was a very interesting um, experience to learn from. And I'm very thankful for it because it gave me that resilience and responsibility and understanding on how to move through life at the very early age. And I always saw as a gratitude, even in those moments that I was in, people would ask me at school, how do you like do this? Especially my brother was getting sick every two weeks. He had for some reason, I don't know, maybe it was mental thing, but he would get sick every two weeks. So I would stay home, like oh. take care of him, give him shots. And people are like, how do you do this? I'm like, what? It's just I just do it. <laughs> were you working and going to school? How were you making the difference? No, it was just going to school. So he was in kindergarten when I was in high school. And then I went to college and he went in first grade. So, so how did you make up the difference financially? I didn't. So whatever we would spend, it would be wow. just food and the rest would just happen. I could I just there was not enough money to pay for the bills. So like my my neighbor, they disconnected our light and my neighbor went and connected illegally our light <laughs> um, because we just couldn't afford. And I remember this is one of those situations when I was like, oh, my gosh, that that's when it hit me really hard at that time. I did not let my brother go play at someone's house because his socks were very holy, like to the point that you couldn't saw him anymore. And I'm I would feel so embarrassed. I'm like, no, you can't go play. And I didn't tell him why. I, I didn't want to tell him. I was like, I just, I just, that's just okay. Just stay home. We'll play at home. You know? mm-hmm. So um it wasn't, I don't know how to explain, but I, I don't feel bad about it. I feel thankful for it. I really, really do feel thankful. It wouldn't have made me who I am today. It wouldn't have given me the mental drive to do what I've done. It wouldn't have made me so resilient and so driven to go with, even if the world said no, I'll be like, okay, well, it's like right now, all throughout my stages of my life, like, no, well, you, you, I'll show you. You tell me now, I'll show you. <laughs> and you've had an evolution of different kinds of jobs and, and you've worked for other people. And then, you know, at some point recently in the not so mm-hmm. recent past, you decided to jump off and really. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So after I came to US to just visit, I decided to stay with $20. And no English, no acquaintances, didn't know anybody. And that was just 15 years ago. And my first job. Can can we just say that 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 was 15 years ago, Allison? 15 years ago. Yeah, that was nothing. That was in a minute that went by. 15 years. What language do you speak? Yeah, so it's Romanian. Romanian, uh uh-huh. Yeah, Romanian wow. and coming here, like I said, I didn't know. It was funny. It was actually a funny story. Mm-hmm. I started working as a server and they were supposed to determine if I would be good as a service based on my English level. And I just said, I'm from, my name is Larissa and I'm from Moldova. That's all I could learn like in the two seconds before. Oh my gosh. And they're like, you're going to be a server. And I turned around <laughs> and the girl next to me, what did she say? She's like, you're going to be a server. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, we're just going to roll with it. Wow. Did you just go and watch tons of TV to learn how to speak? No, I just jumped in like being a server and trying to understand like when people are pointing at the menu and just, I was just wow. right in the wow. sweaty waters of it. <laughs> it was a lot wow. of fun. I, I was blessed with having an amazing manager that I understood that I didn't have any idea what was going on in terms of language. Wow. And he was like, oh, that's okay. I remember even people, the first people that I serve, they called him, called the manager and asked for a refund because I didn't make the order right. And I was feel oh. I was feeling so like, oh my gosh, the manager's gonna get upset. He's gonna fire me. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You'll learn. And I was like, oh thank you wow. so much. <laughs> why do you <laughs> think that why do you think that you were given almost grace? in right. terms of being able to get by what do you think what it was about you that people saw i had a positive attitude a grateful attitude and i really really wanted it so i wasn't there uh, pretending or i wasn't or there to like, yeah like point hey no they're the guilty ones you know like they, they didn't know what right. i was like hey i messed up i took responsibility for it but I, he saw that i really really wanted and then i would go at night and learn and memorize the menu no i don't know the language but at least if i memorize the menu then i would whenever i would hear what they're saying i'll at least get the order right so that's what i care about like, just get the order so you worked really hard is what you're yeah. saying you worked yeah. hard and you smiled and you were kind mm -hmm. and you had a yes. great attitude yes yes i think the kindness and just being positive had now that i Absolutely. think i know for a fact throughout my life but i've been going to corporate just having a positive attitude and wanting to learn no matter if you mess up or you don't mess up if you know it or you don't know it just having that attitude of go-getter learner and a positive grateful mindset it will Absolutely. get you a million yep. years and lights ahead of everyone yep. else um other you know like versus those that don't so that's another thing that i've gotten very much into it more so when I became an entrepreneur of the mindset, like working and mm -hmm. on that mind. So yeah, with that, I've worked my way through college, then paid for my school to get a degree in finance. And then I joined ExxonMobil. And then at Exxon, same thing. I mean, it, same skills that helped me with the sure. server. And, and by the way, at that time, not only, and I think that's another thing, not only that I was working as a server, but as soon as I learned the menu, I asked for more. I was working as a bartender. I was working as wow. a hostess. I was just, if there was no water or tea on everybody else's table on in the whole restaurant, I would go, go and ask and pour it like without anybody wow. asking. So I would go above and beyond what I was asked to do. And same thing, like when I got to Exxon, I was giving my job, but I constantly did above and beyond what I was asked to do out of choice, out of wanting to expand, out of wanting to learn. And that's what I do for my clients now. Like my clients sign up and I don't like telling them in the very beginning because right. it's like an unexpected thing. Right. But when they sign up for wealth coaching, that's exactly what I do. Like I deliver, but then I over deliver. Not because I, for some reason, feel like I have to, but I just love impacting people's life. And when I was in corporate, I was impacting organizations and other right. jobs and 
it, no matter where you at, you always, always affect someone or so many. You have an impact. And a lot of times what I did see also in corporate is the people are so affected by the routines or the life that they go through in the corporate world and, and they're just their life in general that it's hard to like step away a little bit and say, hey, who am I impacting? Because you feel like you have no impact or you have little impact. And it's not true. Even the person that you talk just for at the coffee break, you know, for 10 minutes or the person that goes by your your desk and just says hi, just your smile sometimes Mm -hmm. can change someone's life. And you are where you are today, you're in the right place. All you have to do what I have to do is figure out what is my impact here and now, and then determine where am I going, aligning that with who I am and what my purpose is. And by the way, this whole thing about purpose, it's hard sometimes because we try to like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Right. What's my purpose? And we're like constantly in the search of what's my purpose, but yet forgetting to enjoy today and find the purpose in today. And just seeking that impact that we have in every moment of the day is part of the purpose. Our life in general is the purpose of being here. And it's comprised of many little things. It's not just one big thing. It's like we're thinking, oh, okay, like Martha Stewart, she has a big impact, okay? But before she got there, she had her journey of little impacts that made who she is today. beautiful. So I have a quick question, and that is, you know, you're so positive and I love your energy and you just have this, uh, tell our listeners, she has this aura about her that's just beautiful it, It's and it's contagious. Um, but, you know, you, you've overcome odds after odds after odds. But being a woman, an immigrant coming to the United States, being not fluent at the time and working your way through the corporate world could not have been easy. Because there's a lot of people that don't want you to be successful. They don't want that for you. And they're going to, did you find that you had roadblocks that you had to overcome in once you were in the corporate world? Yes, I did. And a lot of had to do with my English because I've learned it without formal education. Sure. And I still like, I probably, I'm still probably an insult to spelling right now. Like I would post something and I'll misspell and I don't care. I'm like, it is, it is my. Just so you know, we do that too. Yeah. And we have no, and we we have have no no reason, no excuse, except that we had Florida education. (laughs) Um, As a woman, The roadblocks were there, but the way I frame things in my mind is what's the good, what I'm learning, what am I'm going after, and who do I need to seek to help me get there? And I was less about them and more about you. Exactly. Exactly. When I look to someone and I remember I was sitting at the table with my manager at the restaurant, wonderful, wonderful woman. Like she excelled in Excel mobile. She was at the executive level. And 
I was telling her, because she asked, she was like, you never get upset at anybody, even though they might not have a good day mm-hmm. and stuff. And I said, Suzanne, it's not about me. People walk around with a lot of garbage on their back. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I like right. we all carry tons all of stuff on our back. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you are the person that they will dump it on. And it's our responsibility to do I want to take this garbage and carry on my back now on top of my own thing and put this heavy weight on me. Or I step away, I look at it and I understand it's not about me. The person has something going on. I respect I don't judge. And I, of course, if there's a situation where like, hey, you know, this is not a good time to talk. I think we need to come back or, you know, like in a very nice way if they're overly aggressive, for instance. But if they're just, you know, somewhat in a bad mood, again, I'm not going to carry someone else's. I love that. Luggage. And that's your choice. Once again, it comes back to your choice. Back to I'm the choice. Either choose to keep this garbage mm-hmm. and try to dig through it, trying to find, you know, those those nuggets or those pieces that um, I I think are going to be there, which makes me feel horrible. Or I'm going to say, I'm not going to accept this. Mm -hmm. That's yours and walk away and go, obviously they just had a bunch of garbage that, that they're carrying and I'm not going to take it. And I love that analogy. A hundred percent. And you know, sounds like you stay focused on your why all the time. Your why is always in the front of your mind a hundred percent yes why why and what's my next step what's Mm -hmm. my next what do i need to do i can't control what other people do right and if someone is putting a roadblock again and at at exxon it's a very conservative culture Mm -hmm. and i absolutely loved working there taught me so much and it made me grow so much i'm forever thankful to this company but it like you said ali it's not without difficulties in general throughout life but throughout life there's no life without difficulties oh absolutely so finding what is it that you and i are supposed to learn in this difficulty Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And what and what are we going to take it to them? And how are we going to take that with us? And as a life lesson, I, to as a life the lesson, next, right? And yes. when we go through these these really hard struggles, and you started out really young with horrible struggles, but you know the struggles don't end. And sometimes we have it's it's this it goes like this. And sometimes we are doing well, and things are all aligned, and then we get hit with something. And as midlife women, it's not just us anymore. It's now our adult children that mm-hmm. are going through some of these things. And we feel it as much as much as they do. And well, not as much, but I mean, we feel it in a different way. But it's, we were, we struggled through these hard times in order to prepare us to help our children, our neighbors, our friends, our community however we want to do it and I think that those are the key pieces that you've been able to take with and I I love seeing that that you've been talking about as part of who you are and I think that's beautiful and you know Ali you're bringing such a great point that's one thing that I had to come to terms whenever I had my children the ability to detach from Mm -hmm. 
their life in terms of what they're doing and their decisions and how much we can influence that. So what I mean by that is that I remember when I my first daughter was born, I was holding and I'm like, I want the world to not touch her. You know, I, I want her yeah, to be as safe, as, as protected as possible from all of this stuff, you know, a new mother thinking. And then yeah. as she was growing and as I had my second child and as I'm observing my life with my mom, which it's in the same, you know, midlife phase, I understand that I am doing what... I'm able to do right now for my children. I cannot, again, influence or control the way they're going to act upon my suggestion or upon my conversation with them. Can I influence with my experiences in a way that it's supportive? Yes. Do I have the final say-so of what they're going to do? No, at the end of the day, they're the one who are choosing. And as women, we come in this world first as a woman and then as a mom. Right. And then when we go, we go alone. As a woman. As a woman. Mm -hmm. So understanding that they have their own purpose, they have their own path, they have their own learnings. Yeah. That, yes. I am here as a mother learning and reading all the books that I can and getting as much help as myself to work on myself to be a good mother and support for them. But at the end of the day, I cannot control their life. And God has a plan for them them. to have their own story. And that doesn't make me a good or a bad parent, regardless of the phase that I am in or they're at. So I, I, I see a lot of women... And I'm glad my mom let go of that, of guilt. I am guilty because the child didn't turn out that way. Or I am guilty because I can support them in a different way. Some women want to support their children financially, but they're not able to. Some women want to support with, you know, their presence, but they're not able to because they're still dependent on a job and their child is somewhere in a different place. So there's like the distance issue. You are doing what you can and are able right now with what you have. And as long as every day there's 1% improvement in you, then that's what we focus. That's what I try to focus. I can't, again, go back. I can't control anyone, Mm -hmm. but I can't control what I'm doing, how I am behaving and the actions that I take. And that's the part that I'm taking throughout this journey, even with my kids. So you're always looking forward about, your steps how can you grow how can you change how can you develop and it's funny I was just talking to a girlfriend yesterday whose children are also young adults and they are they have a different belief system than their parents about something that's happening in the world and it's a really values oriented piece of their soul right and their children have a different belief system and so we go back to, we raise our children to be strong and independent thinkers. We always want them to, to make up their own mind. Remember, we used to always say, just like our mothers, you say, well, you know, Jennifer was going to jump off a bridge. Were you going to jump you? off a bridge? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so we want them to, to really make decisions for themselves. And that's all fine and good until they make decisions for themselves 
we don't, don't, like don't agree with what we <laughs> what we, no, we think, don't like it, right? right? We don't like it, and, and and so I I love that you are always what you're saying is it's really just all about us always working on ourselves and us always thinking about what we can do and to trust that our children will be okay. And that whatever struggles that they face, those struggles are going to really create who they become. And that's what has been one of the hardest. That's been one of the hardest challenges for midlife for me is because I've had trauma in my life as well, not bringing the trauma to my children and trying to protect them from it. But I've had to really say this mantra that this is their trial. This is their trauma. This is their growth opportunity. I can't take that from them. Just like nobody could take my trauma from me. Nobody could take your trauma from you. And they're going to have to learn and grow and be stronger because of it. And I think that's a powerful message that Laura, you have figured out early. You really have for your children as well, because it's, it's, it, but it is a work in progress. It's, it's a hard, it's hard to do, especially when, you know, big kids, big problems. And you see the choices they make down the road are huge lifetime consequences, but you still can't, you know, it's their trial. You can't control anything Mm -hmm. but yourself. And so if, you are talking to a woman in midlife who is struggling with making decisions about where they're going. They're unsettled with where they are and they're struggling to figure out what's next for them and, and where to go. What pieces of advice or nuggets would you give them in terms of getting to the next place or going through the process? Because you've been there. Mm-hmm. Loving who you are, it's the first step. Because when we don't know where we're going, there is uncertainty of who you are as a person. There's uncertainty in the love for the things that are good and the things that are not, that you think might not be so good, like the downfall, the downfalls or the weaknesses, which there is strength and weaknesses. There is a reason why you have them and they are the superpower. So first and foremost, love, loving, making the decision that loving yourself as much as you can't, because you can't love others before without loving yourself. And then no matter what path you choose, because that love will come in handy, the path is never going to be easy. But it is going to. Can you be- say that again? <laughs> Can you say the path is never going, never to, going be to be easy? The path mm-hmm. is never going to be easy. No. And the path is never going to be easy for a few reasons. We are humans. We try to run away from pain, but or sadness or whatever. But these are feelings that we are supposed to experience. So embracing that I'm sad. I'm disappointed, hurt. It's all part of having the feelings as a human and living through that so that you can and we all can know what 
the feeling of a happiness is. So embracing every feeling in you, it's so, so important. That's why the path is never easy, but your acceptance and your love for yourself, your acceptance and the love for the valleys and the heights of this path is what is going to give you the fulfillment. And I know it's like, okay, this is easier said than done. Yes, it is. But there's what is night is the absence of of the light, right? So we wouldn't know what light is if there was not night. That's the the whole principle of accepting the feelings and, and just being human and just being aware that, yes, I am going through this path that is not easy. Yes, it's sad. And I am sad because of X, Y, Z. And I accept that. Now, what do I need to do to move forward to the next step? And finding the fulfillment in the journey. Now, as far as, okay, but but I don't know. Again, it comes like that. But I don't know which where to go. Making the step in one direction, it's making the decision step. is yep. what's important. It doesn't matter. Yep. Like that fear of, because another reason why we're, we're not making that decision of where to go is fear of failure, even though my, sometimes we're not accepting it. So I'm afraid if I choose the wrong path, it's going to go in the wrong direction and my life is going to be over. Nothing in this life is a failure. Everything, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. Everything, it's a learning. So even if you went into a path that didn't work out, there's so many things that you can take from the learnings and apply it to the next. So making decisions quickly mm-hmm. and then switching as things don't work out or it's okay. the repositioning because it's okay. Right. Yeah. And not and- attaching your identity to the results that you get. Yes. It's not, it's not um. you. You are an amazing person. You're and I believe that every woman and every human being on this earth, it is a masterpiece. Yep. I wholeheartedly believe that it's a God masterpiece. What happens is that the experiences in life that we gathered mm-hmm. overshadow that and then we bury it. And then we get into this, again, less self-love, more self-doubt, less self-worth because we have experienced these things and we led them, especially the conversation that goes into our head, we led them steal away from the masterpiece that we're and that's And that's where a lot of women get stuck. You go into midlife and you're like, okay, I've been doing this, 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 and this, and it's been going successful. Now I'm frightened to make this major change in my life because I don't know how it's going to turn out. It could turn, you know, and it's all those self-doubts that we once conquered for that other stage in our life. Now we have to reconquer it. So self-love and overcoming self-doubt is not a one and done. It's a constant journey. You have to keep finding yourself, keep fulfilling yourself, keep that, you know, finding the joy in the present. All of these wonderful nuggets that you've shown us is not a one and done. We have to continually do it in order to be able to get to those next stages. And and midlife, I want to just say this. Either we can look at it as being midlife, but what I see it being, it's a, and I have clients that are midlife for wealth mm-hmm. coaching. It's a refresh. It's a button to reset. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, like you have... Now walked out from the diapers and the, the mm-hmm. and yes, bigger kids, bigger, but now you're not tied to 
this. They, they're right. their own life. There's lots their of wonderful path. joys that go exactly. into it's it. Exactly. Like you have a chance. It's new you. Not It's a new breath. You can. Yes. It's actually, I mean, I, I consider it freedom. There's a sense absolutely. of freedom that we have. That exactly. Absolutely. It I can go grocery a, store whenever I want or the yeah. store. I can just do whatever I want. I can just go. Right. No we can wake up happening. actually. You can finally want. take violin lessons. You can finally Absolutely. go do that yoga. Yeah, and you don't have yeah. to worry coming back home because somebody's waiting for food or somebody Absolutely. needs to get out of the door. It's very liberating. You know? It is. It is yes. beautiful. And, and it is we're very really liberating. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Laura, Lottie, I want to. This is. I could talk to you about this subject with you forever, and I would love to be able to invite you. Maybe we can do some more. But I do want you to tell us about your wealth coaching. Tell us how this, how you ended up stepping out of corporate to be able to go there and what you offer so we can let our listeners in on it. Yeah. If you could just give and let us know where we can find you, where our listeners can find you. Yeah. So as women, we go through different stages. And when I went through the stage of becoming a mom, now I wanted to be more at home with my kids. I wanted to be more present. So, uh, and in addition to that, I wanted to have more one-on-one direct impact in people's life. So even though I had a lot of impact in corporate, it wasn't so much direct to consumer, you know, like Mm -hmm. I can impact your life now directly. So I decided to go on my own and I love, I'm a very, very strategic person and I am a problem solver by nature. So looking at people's financial situation and immediately seeing, okay, what are the things that we need to address and maximize every dollar that you make to give you the freedom, to give you the life that you want without being tied to the financials. And what I found is the lack in the market of understanding, because of my background, of understanding where our financial behaviors come from. A lot of times what happened in the financial world is we say, you're bad at money. You need to go get a budget. You need to cut everything. You need to, you know, invest. You're like wasting money. You're doing like all of these labels, but very little, if at all, we question what are the behaviors? What is the life that this person has experienced through their childhood or life experiences that are driving them to make the decisions, the the steps and the financials, financial next steps that they're taking or just in life, just like over shopping or overspending or whatever it is. What is that drives that behavior? And it's not, it's so funny because it's, it's only like, 20% tactics and systems and budgets. You can give a person a budget, but if the problem is not solved at the deeper soul level, it's not going to work. It's like going into a starvation diet. What happens after a diet, a person goes right in and start eating and gains more weight after dieting. First, it's miserable doing dieting. (laughs) I don't like diets. I don't do diets. But then you're putting your body through a shock and go into more eating stuff than than you were because now the body was in in that no mode like you know like kid you tell them no and they're like gonna go and push don't put don't put your hand on the stove and they're like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're gonna touch it um so you get to the root of the why people are doing in their habits yes so that's so understand that that's a big part so it's huge it's all behavior driven like i said it's only 20 percent 
tools. It's all behavior and nobody is really helping people with that. Everybody's just like, do this, do this, do this, you know, right. Not the understanding why they're doing it. Exactly. And that's why we have over 70% of people struggling financially. So my first question was like, why are we saying the same things over and over again? They're obviously not working if 70% of people are finding themselves in this situation, but yet we're still giving the same narrative. Right. So with that, yes, you can find me at www.unshakablewealth.com. You can schedule a free call, strategy call. We can look if this is a good fit for you. If it's not, I'll be happy to guide you in the direction where it is of help to you. If it's a good fit, I'm happy to help. We have a lot of resources from self-paced to more in touch and closeness to your situation and more personalized. And in general, personal finance, it's personal. So getting that attention and help. And that's another thing that as women, we want to do it ourselves, want to be the superwoman at all times. And (laughs) we don't seek help and seeking help is so, so crucial because such a strength also. Is it is a strength. It's a hundred percent a strength. And like yeah. Cam knows so much more and Allison, you know, so much more in so many areas. Like, why would I struggle on my own? I'll just go and ask and you will give me the download right. in 10 minutes of 10 years worth of experience right. Right. and spare me the mistakes and the, you know, the heartaches and the, the, the wounds by just mm-hmm. me taking your scars and learning from them and applying them. So yeah, that's, that's my transition to it. I love it. I love it. There's nothing more rewarding than seeing someone having the aha moments and really being empowered financially, because when you're empowered financially, now you're not afraid to take the path, right? So when we're going back, like, what path do I take? But when you're empowered financially, you know, you're covered on that basic need, not like, well, maybe I just want to do this. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. I'm financially okay. I can try something else, right? So it's it gives you more leeway to do that. what you want if you have a basic need yeah. covered. So once Thank again, you so unshake- much for unshakable, unshakable wells. Yeah. Wow, it, this was an extraordinary opportunity to really to get to know you, to hear your. And I really hope people really can hear the energy yeah. and the positivity. And the self-awareness and your journey has just really created an amazing path for you and for the people who are following you. And so uh, we really appreciate you sharing all of that. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for for sharing. Thank you so much. And don't forget Unshakable Wealth. And also like and favorite our podcast so that you can get more information and we will bring a lot of that as well at some point. We thank you very much.